and we're live. Series 2, we're here, we're back, Peg. It is lovely to see you. It has been a long time. It has. Uh, you tried, to, um, just as we were starting, you tried calling it Season 2. Yes, and we're not allowed to call no, it Season 2. No, we're not allowed to call it Season 2. <laughs> because, as you know, I rail against the Americanisation of our English. Yes. You know, and I, I have a real thing about this. Do I'm you? Sorry, we have things in in series. Series rather than seasons. Yeah. When did seasons kick through? Was it the Netflix generation? I think it's the Netflix generation. Developed? So um, if anybody wants to, there's, um, I have got a stand up all about this issue. Have you? Done. Yeah. In fact, I could maybe share the post. It's a little yeah. stand up routine that I've done all about use of English. And, and how it and how it well how it changes and how it's organic, but actually how how much I hate the fact that we've all started talking in these kind of homogenised homogenised English English um, English than, American yeah English American and actually yes. it's like so bad like what the fuck yeah like what and like this like yeah. that and God how did it start I mean I actually heard someone say sidewalk the other day no I did and I heard someone talking about parking lot and the number <laughs> of people I've gone it's no good we mustn't use American English period like no Absolutely. period is blood period that comes from part. between your yeah, legs yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. you know it's not or exclamation points. And someone one day I was doing a live TV show and they said, oh, you've got to turn it counterclockwise. And I think no. I even went, I don't even don't know even what know counterclockwise what saying, is. Counterclockwise. We're anti-counterclockwise. Yeah. Anyway, so, let's get back so on, that was, get back yeah, on yeah, topic. So that series was, yeah, two. series two. We're great. It's great to be back. Uh, we've uh, we've had loads gone since we've been away. Why, but, why are we on series two, Phil? Why are we, we've had a break, haven't we? Christmas happened. New Year's happened. Life happened. Too much, basically too much life. Too, has far too much life got in the way. It? And we've had so much going on. So I suppose... Shall I start with what I what we've yeah. sort of missed? Royal Variety, we got there on the night, great evening. Rod Stewart was the headline, didn't show up, I was poorly. <gasps> really? Yeah, but Petula Clark was the opening act. She was, and was she great? She was great. And of course, Free if anybody uh, wants to know, we did talk quite a lot of Petula Clark we in did. the We did, My Love episode. and other yeah. EPs. Yeah, yeah, so we're kind of big Petula Clark fans here. We certainly were, so, so that was a really good night. And then I went to an event called Christmas Without Tears with Harry Shearer and Judith Owen. Harry Shearer being Mr Burns. Of Mr Burns and, and Derek Smalls and at Derek Spinal Tap. So it was a lovely small event, really yeah. nice sort of venue. The acts this this time were Graham Goldman, who I've always liked of 10TC, who did a couple of numbers. Harry Enfield did a piece, and Clinton Baptiste, who is the psych, uh, who's the the uh, guy from uh, oh god, what's he from? He, he was from the Peter K Phoenix Knights, mm. who's the clairvoyant. He's brilliant. He's done last. Clinton Baptiste. Oh my God, the clairvoyant has he, one of my favourite lines ever uh, in yeah. comedy. I'm getting a word. I'm getting the word. I'm getting a word. Nonce. I'm getting a word. Nonce. And he, then of course the next shot is of him with a bloody yeah, nose, yeah. isn't it? It's well, one he of my is, favourite He's lines, brilliant. He's, he's done a couple of years there and he, he was uh, really, really, really funny. The, the, only, the odd thing was, it was, only, it was only a sort of small audience, but in the front row, who was the MP who was... Um, he was the former Chancellor, Tory Chancellor of the Exchequer, who Julian Cleary 
said at that event. George Osborne? No, no, way beyond that. That he was gonna um, somebody's been fisted. It was quite. A, it was a, it was a comedy event, and he said, "I've just been backstage fisting this this guy." And so everybody sat there. He's on the front row, and they were all sort of making jokes, but trying not to use yeah. that joke. D yeah. No, I, I, I don't know who it was. When Tory, you said that, I thought Tory you were going to start talking about the masked, the, the masked Singer for a minute. Have you been watching The Masked Singer? Uh, any, um, yeah, any event that has that unveils a, 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 the sort of celebrity, and the celebrity is Alan Johnson, doesn't deserve to get a sort of second series. No, have you not been watching it? No, I only I, I come in for the last five minutes so I can see who's Do been unveiled. So it's been just, just in. It. it has been, well, who else? Who was the Teddy one this Sharing week? Seal. No, oh, don't tell me no. I haven't watched the other All ones. Alright, not Seal. It wasn't Seal. It wasn't Seal. It genuinely wasn't. <laughs> I got it completely wrong. Oh, okay. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you right, it is last week. Right, don't tell me. Oh no, I'll watch Khalees being unveiled. No. no, okay. Anyway, this is not fair because we're doing to other people what uh, What other people what, do to us? Well yeah. So I haven't well I all I can say is you really need to watch the mass singer because it is just it's perfect. <laughs> right? It is absolutely perfect. Post Brexit Britain <laughs> in miserable January, February, okay. It is feel good it TV. Is absolutely perfect TV. I'm loving Every minute of the mass. That's what it. that's what everyone said. Ali Ross, who who's I, I really like, is the who's the Sun TV critic and, and um, our colleague, our friend, good friend Martin knows really well. He said, "I hate the fact that I love it." And he said, and he said they, they they've been absolutely nailed on the sense that they you know the preview tapes it is absolutely total in secrecy. I heard an interview with Justin out the darkness. He yeah, was like, who of course he was unveiled. I felt, I have to say, I did feel really sorry for him because they decided that he was a sports star. Yes. They decided he was a sportsman because of his physique. Yes. And also because they decided he couldn't sing, and I really felt for him. Well, he said he, he's, he was on it, and he was saying that he said, you know, backstage, no one knows who, who everyone else is. You just see. Your, oh, they don't know. No, the they don't know anybody. It's all you're taken by two people either side. You've got, you know, you've got these little balaclava and stuff like that, and you'll walk through. You don't see anybody else. And he says, really, and he said he can't work out. He said, I thought it'd be quite good. For, just in the interview, he came across really well, and he said, I don't. He said, I don't know whether it's something that it's a good thing to win or not, because no one knows. Mm. But he said, I just fancy a little bit of something different. It was quite good fun. So. Oh, and it's great. I mean, I have to say, you know, the concept, you think, how on earth did this ever get on television? Mm. But I'm loving it. Loving it. Totally. So we, we won't have any any uh, bad things said about the mass Singer. I'm just going to take us back. I mean, one thing I should say is that we normally, we have no agenda for this yes. podcast, right? But we normally have a bag of goodies. We have nothing We today. have nothing but stories. We have today. nothing because life is really got in the way yes yeah, it certainly has we don't even have our lucky dip bag today all we've got so we thought the reason I played strawberry switchblade yes. at the start I need to go back was I said where are we going to start it and we said let's start with strawberry switchblade because they came out of the lucky dip bag they did I remember I've got the single at, at the last yes yeah at the last so I was in there oh strawberry switchblade anyway my good friend Catherine mm-hmm who me and Catherine were, ran the student union at the London College of Fashion many, many years ago. And um, we then went on and we also ran uh, what's now the University of the Arts student union as well, right? And um, so uh, my good friend Catherine saw the post about Strawberry Switchblade on, and she said, I'm looking at it, she went, uh, we met Strawberry Switchblade. Did you? So I said, did we? <laughs> That's how I replied, o OMG. When did we meet them? I've totally forgotten. Anyway, she got back to me and she, said, she told me that me and her 
booked them for a student club night. Did you? <laughs> And then she wrote, but we decided not to fulfil their aspirational rock star rider. <laughs> <laughs> what was their aspiration? I don't know. What, what would a strawberry switchblade aspirational rider be? I don't know. So I, I genuinely can't remember this, but obviously it was too much. Yeah. I mean, they only had one hit, didn't they? They weren't exactly... They did since um, yesterday. Didn't they do a Beatles cover as one of their tracks, another track? They did. Did they do... Did not do No, Prudence. did Prudence. That was... That was I mean, we were, no, did, no, that was... Um, did Prudence was Susie and the Banshees, yeah. wasn't it? But I, yeah, Susie, yeah, but Susie and the Banshees did dip, but I'm but sure I they did another. they did as well, because I think they did actually, as well. that, I was going to say Dear Prudence as yeah. well. So, um, talk, that's, well, once, while we've mentioned uh, Susie and the Banshees, okay, let's just, um, let me just, oh, sorry, that's my, my phone going off there, because we need to have that, uh, just because that's where we're going to play our music from. Um, so, just to say, I, I, I went back to singing college at the end of yes. last year. Uh, partly because I'm really conscious of my speaking voice gets very tired and I needed to get back into voice training to preserve my speaking yeah. voice and also because I'm going on tour for stage oh, shows soon. Fantastic. So I'm going to be doing a lot more. I've been doing quite a lot of live events, hosting and that sort of thing. You have to keep speaking voice. And also, you know, because I, I don't rule out one day go, going no, back no, to no. singing. Anyway, it was, it was pretty bad because when I started off in the class, I was rubbish. I mean, I'll be fair, right? I was. I was yeah, so but you out say of that. Practice. It's just because you're out of practice, not no, rubbish. I was so out of practice, I was rubbish, and <laughs> um, and I could tell from some things that the teacher said that she didn't really rate me very much, which is which was a bit of a shocker because normally I'm used to being pretty good. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If I say so myself. Anyway, so we we had a concert and they merged three classes. So I'm in the intermediate class, and there was a beginners class, the intermediate class, and the ex and the advanced class. Anyway, one of the women in the advanced class, she basically uh, she did uh, she was obviously a proper old goth. She did the Susie and the Banshees track <sighs> um, with the live band. Now we were just we just yeah. had a, pian uh, a pianist, but she had the full live band and she had. Um, a, a, a voice box on their voice to give her the echo. I tell you what, she was fabulous, and she even did the she did all the movements, all the movements. like like Susie Sue, and I God. was taken back. I was sort of Fantastic. really taken back uh, because I mean it could have been you know it was a little bit starting yeah, yeah, but yeah. it she so was fabulous. What did she sing? It was one I didn't know. It wasn't a big hit one. It wasn't wasn't Israel yeah. or? No, it wasn't a big hit one. No. What's your favourite Susan Banjee's track? Um. Mine would Spellbound. Is it? It is, because I, I like fast, don't I? I like a lot of drums. And I, like I like fast. Israel, because uh, cause I like John McGeoch, ex-magazine guitarist. We, whatever we do, we seem to we keep go coming back to, back magazine, to magazine. And, and, Every and, time and, we come and one, back yeah, to and, magazine. And how devote a living local to us now, which is yeah. I, I tell everybody about. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, me. Does, yeah. And I'm looking out for him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really local to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he... Um, yeah, I love I love that sort of guitar bit of Israel or whatever. And uh, yeah, I was watching it the other week. It was I think yeah, that's one of their I don't know they had, they had more hits. Peekaboo, that was the other one I liked. I've downloaded I downloaded this week Peekaboo and Israel. Yeah. Can you remember it? Is no. But we'll get it in a minute. I'm just going to play this one briefly because you know I was saying about Strawberry Switchblade yeah, about yeah. how we didn't book them. I did remember booking Guru Josh though to play Guru our, Josh. Yeah, I did, I, Guru Josh, yeah. God. I remember booking him to play. Uh, we booked, we had a club in Central London, and uh, yeah, there we go. God, I know. Because so. obviously, uh, the, the the bookings I've made at Blackpool College, we were on the social, were 
Roy Harper, supported by Patrick Fitzgerald Group. No. No, he was, no a bit of a, he was a bit of a punk poet. And then obviously the other band was U2, that we booked for 330 yeah. quid. But yeah, we've yeah, done yeah. that one. We've done that one. Uh, let's go back. What did you say? Israel by Susan yeah, the Yeah, Israel by Susan the Banshees. And the guitar bit is just, I think John McGeoch's guitar playing on this is absolutely superb. All right, let me, Israel. Okay. And he, like, just, you know, just his sort of like guitar twang that he used across all magazines' tracks. And he played with other sort of bands. I'll just move it for keep talking. That's all. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of all their. Uh, here we go. That guitar twang. Oh, this one. Yeah. I know this yeah. one. Yeah. Used to dance Bunchy. to this down the warehouse on the phono. Yeah. And there were kids. This is really good. Great. Actually, I saw I saw some film recently, or maybe it was uh, just on YouTube yeah. or something. I saw some film, and I was quite intrigued by how she danced. And yes, um, yeah, because at the time she just seemed so weird, and then it kind of all looks a bit staid now. And she, you? but she's never she's never come back. I, I know what you mean, but because it was of of that moment of of that age, but mm. she. I don't know, she, she's disappeared. You don't see her, you know, doing any sort of... But she was married to Budgie, wasn't she? Yes, she was, yeah, I think, yes. So didn't he... Did he, didn't they... did he even die or go on and no, do no, something? No. Did he go off and join... He joined join... the cure for a while, Oh, he joined the cure. <laughs> Which is <laughs> virtually si similar to dying. <laughs> or join the cure. Oh, are you being rude about the cure? <laughs> no, not at all. I quite like the cure. <laughs> I quite like the cure. I knew he'd done something. Yeah. I um yeah yeah I can't think but yeah I'm sure they were a couple mm. yeah and but he but he, he was sort of like he became a drums for hire guy for a while didn't yeah. he he, was, he played on quite a lot of sort of tracks and other good drummer of, though oh no he was brilliant drummer brilliant drummer I do you know I was reminded what other, what other stuffs happened I'll come on to Heaven Seventeen and yeah. Squeeze in a minute but somebody that I met in a pub and we got talking about this eighties podcast and he had a fantastic Mark Ullman story right okay oh yeah we like a Mark Ullman story yeah come. Which was when he was first, um, he was first at Leeds Uni and he was trying to be, become a performance act and turn. But one of the things they did, he said it was awful and I think they nearly got it closed down, is that they were sacrificing live budgery guards as part of this act. No. Yes. So Mark Ullman, budgie killer. Going, no, back going back to yeah, budget. Yeah, that's what that's what reminded Seriously, me. The budget. Mark yeah, Armand. yeah, and it, and it was like a. Um, they said it was a performance, and I think they, they the, the venue was trying to say no, you can't do it. In case the, the venue will get closed down, you'll get arrested. So he couldn't, but that was part of his act. Oh my God, that's really obscene. Yeah, that's really really obscene. I can't even think who it was. Somebody was telling me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> You've oh. thought about that. I had to pick this Well, you song. had to pick that. They used to go... They did the interview in the Fenton with the two of them together, didn't they, when they did the piece quite recently? Did they? With, yeah, Mark Ullman and Dave Bell, was it? Dave Bell, yeah. that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Because he always does his shows with Jules Hollinger, doesn't he? He's always the guest vocalist. 
It was um, it was in work um, a few well, it was quite a while ago because it was when I was still working Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, and I went in and I could see the back of his head, and um, and everybody got everybody got very yeah. excited because he did a big show at the Leeds College of Music in yes. partnership with Radio Leeds, yeah, and yeah. everyone was really really excited. And so he came in to do an interview. And um, you know, and, and uh, it's quite it's quite small at Radio Leeds. The, well, the, the BBC Yorkshire is quite a big yes. building, but the radio bit is kind yeah, of small. Yeah, I've been in there once. Martin interviewed. So you sort once. of you walk through the newsroom, and then you go yeah. in. It's just a small a small area at the back, and then there's just a couple of little tiny sofas outside the studios, and and and, and the operations desk, and everything where the producers are, and um, and uh, so and and then you get the when you look in, you see you see the presenter. Yeah. Because they're obviously talking to the producers, to, so they can see them. But you see the back of the head of the guest. So all his entourage were sitting on the sofa, <laughs> you know, um, and whatever. And uh, the back of it, and I saw the back of his head. And then when he turned around, I was amazed actually by how unglamorous it was, <laughs> how you know. But everybody said he was he was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Everyone said so nice, and I didn't get to go to the gig, but apparently the gig was amazing. I did see Soft Cell live about. Ten years ago or something, and I was blown away by his voice live. Oh, I think yeah, he's got oh fantastic. God, he's really so looked after good. his voice. Really good, and especially because it was sort of ten years ago. You yeah. think, well, somebody, yeah. you know, because he's had that horrific accident, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Um, and I was really blown away by how great he was. But um, Jules, Jules Holland, as I say, when he does the guest with Jules Holland, there was a lot of very strong vocal work, and they mm. don't take any sort of muppets, and they, they always use him, and he is yeah. really, really good, really sort of talented. Yeah, yeah, very um, talented. Oh, man. totally knows his stuff. Mm. It, it's, it's funny, you know, like you're talking about vocalists of the '80s that still can do it. Okay, so um, come on, can Glenn Gregory still do it? On a massive scale, Seriously? it was the most wonderful. You know what? I never <clears throat> imagined that he could even do it that much originally, but. Oh, it was, it was a really feel-good night. I went my own Harrogate uh, Conference Centre. Yeah. I've never been to a gig in Harrogate before, so it was the first, which is fine. Harrogate Conference Centre. I managed to get a last-minute ticket really near the front to the right. And uh, Heaven 17, got a right, you know, made sure right there for the start of Heaven 17, supporting yeah. Squeeze. So they were supporting Squeeze, They were, were supporting they? Squeeze, okay. so they had about an eight, nine Because Glenn set. Tilbrook's voice hasn't um, lasted as well, has Maybe it? Maybe not, but again, I would, gi I would give both kudos to them. They were, they were both fantastic. Yeah. So Glenn Gregory comes on, and the lights were parked down, and he's shouting at everyone, going, come on, come on, come out of the bars, we're on, and quite jovial, not in the least yeah. bit sort of cynical what we're doing here. And they were brilliant. My favourite, and he was like, I was up dancing, one of the few people up dancing, so I, get, I was getting a few mm. sort of um, eyeline checks from Glenn. And yeah. Martin, the fabulous Martin Ware, who was oh, on yeah, the next course. Human and League. But I have to say, though, you know, Martin Ware, one of the most influential men yeah, totally. or people in British yeah. music, yeah. and is often so often forgotten. Yeah. And really, from Human League, not, British Electronic Foundation, you know, into Heaven Seventeen, and and just the pioneering yeah. stuff that he did, you know, is a name that people forget, and you absolutely should not forget it. Not at all, not at all. But they were brilliant. They did Touch by the Wheel, Wheels of Industry, great. Then my favourite, Let Me In, halfway through, and I knew every single word of that. So did I was they up do there this singing. one, which I think is their best? But yes, they did. They were like just, you know, we don't need that fascist groove thing. This is just brilliant. Such a wonderful. So they were just, they just loved it. Lived it. And in the air, exactly. And, and so, you know, there was a, 
two female vocalists, brilliant. These two let me in, I just loved them. And then the final final number, obviously, was Temptation. And everyone, all the squeeze supporters up on their seats, sing along yeah. to Temptation. Really great, for, you know, Temptation Live. Glenn Gregory put on a bit of weight, which cheers me up because I've put on a bit of weight. <laughs> but like, but just like smiling, really happy doing what he's doing, really engaged with the audience, great vocals, and it was support band. And then so like I had all that. I went and got a, a, a large glass of wine, sat back down, squeeze. Now before we go on to that, right? They were the support band. You see, yeah. I went to see Squeeze about five years ago because I love Squeeze. Yeah. I love a, I love a song of a story. Yeah. And when it comes to a song of a story, you can't beat Squeeze. Totally. But it was Squeeze and the Lightning Seeds and I'm trying to remember who played support who to who and I have a feeling the Lightning I, Seeds were not, the support to, I think it, to I, Squeeze. I think it may well have been because I've seen... And of course I love the Lightning. Oh my God, I love the Lightning Seeds so much. I was I was chatting about Ian Brody only this week. Did you? I did. I've got a great I've got a great interview that I did of him. He kept his sunglasses on <laughs> all the way through there, which and it was a very miserable day. But we ended up we talked Leeds United. Did you? We talked football oh, yeah, obviously and Leeds football United and and, um, and in fact he told me because I was really starstruck. I mean I was completely starstruck with an interview with Ian Brody. Oh my god! And he told me um, that actually it was a, a game against Leeds, yeah. Everton Leeds, yeah, 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 right. That got him first into football Honestly. so ever since then he's had a real sort of soft spot for Leeds oh. so he kind of yeah so sort of his, his first football match I was talking only this week and it was a band he was involved in and whilst I'm talking you've got to find this okay, track called Flaming Sword by a band called Care C-A-R-E Flaming Sword okay it is one of the hidden gems of the 80s and was one of my favourite tracks oh it came up and he was involved in it and I think he. What was, Ian Brody was. Yeah, I think he was, was pre lightning say. Pre lightning Yeah, yeah. Because obviously now he produces an awful. That's it. Stuff, yeah. He, so. But it is the most beautiful piece of eighties. I was recommending it to somebody this week, and I've, I YouTube found the YouTube of it. And I used to when I was in my restaurant all in the eighties. Right, it, it used to be playing all the time. Here we go. Oh. Quite like the slip Yeah, lovely. Beautiful, isn't it? Oh, mighty world, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's all Liverpool. Yeah, it's all Liverpool. So, um, so, 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 yeah, Ian Brody. Um, going back to squeeze. Going back to, then, back to squeeze. Back to squeeze. So how how was squeeze? Were they so good? So squeeze. I've I'd seen them. I've seen them once headlining in Nottingham, and they were brilliant. And that was when Paul Carrick was in the band, right. and he did he did the tempted and all that. Yeah, yeah. Tempted. Oh yeah. What a song. So that was brilliant. And then I'd seen them support Elvis Costello, and that's <gasps> when they just call themselves Different in Tilbrook yeah. when it was just them, and they did a brilliant. So I was sort of like a little bit, you know, Glenn Tilbrook's in his sixties. I've got a superb. There's a. It was out on DVD. When Glyn Telbrook does an American road trip tour, mm. and, he used to, and it's a brilliant movie, wonderful, wonderful movie. Thoroughly recommend it. We'll put it in the link. Um, but were they good? They were fantastic. All the vocal, really sort of great fun band on a Saturday night, really engaging with the audience, did every single and hit. And the songs, I mean, it's just hit after hit after, after exactly. hit after hit. And you knew, you knew, and you knew them all. Every, all the they... labels would love, Take Me, I'm Yours, 
taint of, you know, like just... Another nail. Another nail in my heart, you know, like yeah. pulling up muscles. The, up the junction. Up the junction. And like, you know, is that love? I knew every single thing. I know storytelling music. Well, the thing that amazes me, if you take one like up the junction, you know, yeah. um, the, their ability to tell a story in so few words. I never thought it would happen with me, me and, and the girl, girl from Clapham. Clapham. I could do the whole thing. On the Common that night, I, I ain't forgotten. Exactly. Do you know, I saw... <laughs> we bet we could probably do all totally. of them. Because the word stories that word they tell... Word. Yeah. Are just, and with so few words. Yeah. But there's nothing missed out of those stories. They're amazing. I saw, it was funny, I thought about Squeezes That Love this week. There was an awful um, Twitter feed going round, and it was uh, trending. But it was, um, but the, the sort of name attached to it was a photo with a gun posted to your head. Yeah. So, and it was awful, so I didn't engage with it. But the, the, but the theme was, if somebody put a gun to your, your head, what song could you name, could you list all the vocals, start to, all, you know, all the lyrics start to finish? Yeah. Which one could you do? And mine was Squeeze. And I could have picked half a dozen. And, you know, is that love and, and another element? I could do the lot. So, uh, you know, up the junction was the one where I could do the whole oh, thing. Yeah. So, so they were just brilliant, really good fun on a Saturday night, really. And, and then you sort of come back and you go, and do you know what? Actually, Squeeze, you know, um, Heaven 17 supported them. Yeah. And that night I actually went to, finished off by driving. I was driving home and I thought, do you know what? Our favourite place, the, the woods, had had their eighties tainted love thing. So I went up to the woods and got put Heaven Seventeen. Saturday? No, it was a, it was before Christmas. I went last Saturday. You went last Saturday, and uh, and you 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 sort of danced the night away because they they, they they have brilliant stuff on. But the summary was squeeze absolutely yeah. brilliant. Pace. Well, talking of songs with stories, I mean, you mentioned Elvis Costello there, and uh, Elvis Costello. I, I am a big Elvis yeah. Costello fan. Um, so in my singing class, going back to my singing class. Um, we early on we had to do a, a, a song of a story and we had to talk about what the story was so i was like oh what, what do i do you know so i thought well you know it's either going to be squeeze it's going to be a squeeze yeah, with yeah. Love, probably but i ended up doing good year for the roses which i know Did you? is not an elvis costello original no but, but that know, album song yeah, almost story, blew the way, yeah. uh, i'm not sure is it or is it on shipbuilding no no it's not on shipbuilding is it uh, um no it but, was he, when he did that it was a um, there was a documentary. What was the Sunday? What was the Sunday night arts program on ITV? South Melvin Bragg. Did, yeah. did, did, they did, did a did, special did, on did. that uh, that album. Because I'm a big, I love a bit of country. Yeah, right. I really totally. like a bit of country, and um, yeah, I just oh God, the, the words of yeah. you know of. Uh, as you turn to walk away. Good year away. for the roses. As you turn to walk away, and as the door behind you closes, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and his vocals on it are just. I mean, and his vocals are absolutely superb. So anyway, so going going back to the singing concert. Go on, because I've got. I'll ask. I'll ask you another country thing related to Elvis that you might not have heard of. Go okay, on, you go right. now. Uh, Elvis Presley or Elvis Costello? Costello. Okay, yeah, we, we, yeah, that's that's the proper Elvis. But anyway, so, so going back um, to the singing concert. So uh, I knew we were going to do this thing, and, and normally, you know, I'm not one for a torch. I'm not one for a slow song, right? I, I you know, yeah. I, I like my in your face and banging. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like disco and I like really happy and all of that kind of, and all my favourite songs are all fast and happy. But anyway, we, I knew we was doing it with, with the, yeah, yeah, just yeah. with a pianist. So um, I actually, lyrically, I wanted to sing uh, Make You Feel My Love because I, I, I find, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, it just wasn't, it wasn't working. So <clears throat> in the end, I ended up singing a song uh, which I, I, I knew from the 80s from Mary Wilson. Now, <gasps> do you remember Mary just Wilson? Just what I've always wanted. Just what I've always wanted. 
Um, so, saw her live supporting the Smiths free GLC days out in London gig. Did you? Yes. So anyway, we can let's we'll have a bit more. So I ended up singing Crimea River, right? right yeah, yeah. So, but I of course did my own sort yes. of version of it, and a bit more the Julie London version. But what that did was uh, it made me because I was watching loads of Mary Wilson um, singing Crimea River because I think she she did it fabulously, yeah, and did. that's when I first learnt the song. Still touring, Mary Wilson. You what? She's still touring. Yeah, she's still, mm. we're still touring. And uh, so I went back and I watched a load of Mary Wilson uh, stuff on um, on YouTube, partly to just kind of remind myself. So anyway, so going back, so I think in the previous podcast, I've mentioned my brother-in-law, Dale, and he was signed to the same record label. As <gasps> um, in fact, uh, they he, uh, he had, not long before he died, had a fabulous I'm gonna see if it I, it was on Spotify I'm gonna see if I can find a bit of it anyway on um, on I, I've had to move from Spotify to YouTube music oh have you yeah. that's fine uh, so anyway but um, and th- that was under the name The Beautiful Americans but um, yeah so uh, one time right my mum and dad went away for ages I don't know six yeah. months or something and um, my sister and her husband Dale came to look after us during that time. Oh yeah, I found I found it there. And um, Mary Wilson had come on tour, and they were playing the warehouse in Leeds. And of course, oh, at yeah. that point, so it was Mary Wilson and the Wilsations with That's the fabulous track "Baby It's True." Do you know that one? No. Oh, you've never heard "Baby It's True" by no. that? Oh my God, that is such a great track, right? It makes just what I always wanted, yeah. and all of that lot. Just oh God, this is just such candy pop rubbish. Baby, and anyway, so, and of course she had the whole Will Sations yeah, band yeah, and yeah. there was about 10 or 12 of them. Yeah, it was, a big, it was a big, big band, yeah. yeah. And they all came to stay at our house. Oh. And I had to give my bedroom up um, for the backing singers, Cinderella and Barbarella, yeah. right? Who were the two backing singers. Yeah, yeah. And one of them was Michelle Collins. You know, oh yeah, from EastEnders, yeah. And then did Curry, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. What else did she, she did some other... So actually quite a good singer. So I was watching all these videos and seeing all this stuff of sort of like Michelle Collins. So this was the... Um, the one that Dale did with Compact Records, which yeah. is Mary Wilson's record company. Great sounds. Really good. That's sort of, wonderful, isn't yeah. it? What a brilliant song. Sadly, not long before yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a really great song, this. It and is. we all thought it was going to be a massive hit. Yeah, yeah, never Because, you was. know, sounding like this, yeah, we yeah, all thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so uh, there we go. I'm going to see if I can find... Um, yeah. Uh, Mary Wilson. Mary Wilson, baby, it's yeah, true. Yeah, oh my find God. That. Anyway, so for the singing gig, I tried to do a beehive, but it didn't work. Because I mean, that beehive was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was mental. And while you're looking for that, yeah. do you want me to tell you the, uh, the country western? Elvis yeah, yeah, Costello? yeah. So Elvis Costello, I saw him at the Royal Festival Hall, and his producer was a guy called T Bone Burnett. Mm. Very, very brilliant producer, produced a whole load of real classic country things. And what they used to do is T-Bone Burnett supported Elvis Costello. Right. But what they did as well, when Elvis was doing going through his country phase as well, they brought out another single and they call themselves T-Bone Burnett, and we'll try and find out after yeah. this, and Elvis Costello call themselves the Coward Brothers. Right. And they had a brilliant song called People's Limousine. 
Yeah. And I've got it somewhere as well. They did a brilliant version of the Beatles' um, Babies in Black as well. Country version. Mm. Which is just superb. But the Coward Brothers, they were, I think they were called Ronald and Howard Coward with their pseudonames. <laughs> yeah. And so they, <clears throat> in the middle of the show, uh, Costello said, right, we're going to bring... Uh, run out and we you know he put on this big stats and he said yeah ronald howard coward we're going to do you know the coward brothers are going to do a few tracks but the people's limousine by the coward brothers is a brilliant country right at pay, uh, country number that you won't know okay that you won't have heard the about the people's limousine by the coward brothers by the coward brothers right we're going to look should. for that one it, in a minute. it is just a fantastic track i did find uh, so you've got you've got your got marie wilson track Mar marie not marie, marie, marie no marie, marie. marie. Sorry. we've even got her on video with an enormous beehive here oh fantastic i'm gonna move it forward a bit i can even remember the actions this is proper oh, 60s i remember it now thing. yes it is Yeah, there we go, some vintage, proper Mario. So, Wilson. yeah, <clears throat> so I saw them live supporting the Smiths at the GLC Day Out in London, 1985. So they would have had the whole band. Yeah, the whole band, Wilbur, massive you, stage, massive it was band, wonderful. Wilbur, who used to tell loads of stories, yeah, yeah. and he used to be the MC of the show. And they were a really you know, tight band, you know, they really weren't like just, oh, just no. like one-hit wonders, and then they were real. people put down sort of one-hit wonders of that candy but cloth. Anything, yeah, and no, just not at all. No, wanted. they're really not sort of serious. Not at all, they were amazing, serious, yeah. as you say, yeah, really yeah. tight band. Absolutely really tight band. Now, going back to Morrissey. Yes. Got a bit of... um challenge actually on Morrissey because uh, you know I, I did this thing where I got kind of I was um, involved in this Depeche Mode takeover yes. thing right and as a result of that I've ended up on all sorts of lists yeah. for Depeche Mode fans <coughs> all over the world yeah. on Facebook and I love it and it's great and I see all this stuff and um, you know and anyway but there's been quite a lot of bits where people are saying oh we're going to go and do to, you know they're sharing stuff with Morrissey and the Smiths because they're all over the world yes. right yeah, yeah they haven't quite got no it the hasn't, yeah, it hasn't yeah yeah and hasn't every time I see it I want right, to yeah. sort of say to them no nope, sorry not anymore you no, can't no, no. but obviously it hasn't it hasn't sort of percolated out there so there's no. lots of people who are kind of into that sort of alternative 80s scene yeah that are, that are just uh, massive you know, Morrissey And I don't know whether Smith. to tell them and go, no, sorry, because the man's just a complete and utter right wing. Yeah, and it, the trouble is, I remember when it first kicked off and I was going, nah, it's just media stuff. And it was that thing where he draped the Union Jack flag. Was he, it was a, was it a Battersea Park or a gig with Madness? Well, I think it was either Madness supporting or he was supporting. And it kicked off really badly, didn't it? And then we draped that flag around. And then he got worse and worse. And I remember seeing him last year and it was like, you, you thought, this is a little bit... It was a, it was, a lot of Leeds and Man United fans came along, sort of kicked off with each other. But then you thought, this ain't as nice, you know, like yeah. not a nice environment. Yeah. And now I can listen to his early stuff, but you just sort of think, mm. nah, you know. <coughs> and it's a real pity because some of his tracks are amongst some Brilliant. of my favourite yeah, songs. Yeah, totally. You know, Every Day is Like Sunday, yeah. First of the Gang. Love it, yeah. but, but no more. Uh, we are coming up towards the end, so we've done quite well with absolutely no thing. I, I think we'll play out. I'm going we to need give to you find my phone we, for you to play that. Find can that you find that Coward Brothers track? So you can find it, and we'll play out with that. Um, but just before I can't go, go I can't finish this off, uh, Phil, without talking about the fact that since we did the last podcast, I went to see Spirits in the Forest. With the oh people, yes! And yesterday or the day before, it was 30 years since yeah. Enjoy the Silence. 
God. 30 years. 30 years since Enjoy the Silence. So um, anyway, I watched um, and I watched a wonderful uh, video with Flood, the producer, talking about how they created Enjoy the Silence, where they took the original demo. Uh, so and, I, and then I went, now you can get a lot of demos online. So I went and got the demo, and it is pretty torturous, the demo, to be honest. I don't <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Dirge, right? Oh my God, the demo is really dirty. And it's just, it's really, I knew, I knew, I'd always heard that it was very slow originally, but it was. And um, how then it was decided they were going to try putting a disco beat to <gasps> it and, pat them, and, the, and flood the producer saying the Martins go, no, 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 I'm not having this. No. And uh, eventually they kind of go, right, we've got this disco beat. And then they put the drum beat, uh, then they put the, the bass line to it. And uh, and then they were saying actually, to, it was almost like not quite to appease Martin, but just uh, as part of that thing of that, that juxtaposition that they do so well. Yeah. Which I hadn't, had never occurred to me, of course. Then they move into the do 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 do, do right, which is in minor key. Yeah, yeah. So they stick a minor, a really sad minor key <sighs> bit over this incredibly happy disco beat. Right, and then they said at this point they all had to then persuade Martin to play the guitar, and he was and he was saying no, no, I don't do guitar, I don't know, no, no. I don't do guitar. Well, of course he's never put the guitar down since. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just really amazing. Fantastic. So to hear them talking about how they layered up the, how, the yeah, various yeah, the bits for this too. song, which you know, even if you're not a Depeche Mode fan, I think you have to acknowledge that actually, yeah. and obviously it's not an '80s song, it's because it was 1990, but you know, it's one of the great electronic songs of all time. Oh, it is. But did they play it when you went to see the Depeche Mode tribute band that were no good? <laughs> yeah, so I went to see a Depeche Mode tribute band. It weren't Not very great. good. But put it this way, they didn't even have a guitar. They Obviously. didn't have a guitar. Uh, at least the Martin one had made an attempt to look like him. The third member was small with a skinhead and a brown skinhead, which is no good because Fletcher's about six foot five and ginger haired. Um, so uh, and the lead singer did sound very like Dave Garn, but it was Dave, but it was Dave Garn in this long haired druggy oh. face. Um, so it was, you know, it, but to be fair, they got good material to work with. So it was a little bit like Depeche Mode played on a Bon Tempe at times. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it was packed, and this is what I was going to amazing because the whole the club was absolutely heaving. Right, it was sold out. It was packed. I still can't get over that because I still think that nobody likes them. Yeah, because yeah. in Britain, nobody yeah, no, ever no, has no. liked them. No, they them. haven't. They're not they've as big as... They've been a national joke. Exactly. I right? mean, different parts of the world, they're just the band, You know, they? and, um, yeah, well, they are. Yeah. You know, biggest selling tour of any band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, you know, so I was still amazed because I thought there'd be about five of us in the club, <laughs> you know, and there it was, all of a certain age. Yeah. And it did make me chance. So I was in this club and, and I did think to myself... God, I'd love, I'd, I'd love to have a partner who loves them yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as, who gets transported who gets, who gets to another world like I this, do yeah, when yeah. I hear their music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I'd love that. Ah. Oh. Oh, never mind. And on that note, should we play out, Let's with, play out with a bit the of people's limousine by the Cower Brothers? And we'll be back. God knows when we'll be back next. God knows. No, it'll be, it won't be too long, I don't think. Hopefully not. Look at that. Turning tails of the underground and fishing for air. 